Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Sergeant Abraham Ford. And these are my companions. We need people. The more, the better. We need each other, partner. What did you see? She's gone. Welcome to PPN's The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Envy. And today we'll be discussing Claimed. Newest episode. Claimed. There is a very long discussion before we started what the name of this episode actually was. Yeah. Yeah, well, at one point we were arguing back and forth. It was kind of an ugly... It got heated. It got heated. Like, you broke a bottle. It was... was You insulted family members of mine. I just, I, why would you break a bottle over Skype? That's what I'm confused about. Uh, my question is where I got a bottle of, that was made of glass. I'm drinking a plastic water bottle here. Okay. I think the point here is there's a lot of questions. Uh, none of them need to be answered. So let's just move on to the episode. Claimed. But, put, but stop putting that gun on my family. <laughs> so claimed, the newest episode of The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, not a huge fan of it. Um, I mean, I, I liked it. was okay. I, just, I didn't dislike it. It was just kind of okay. It's probably the weakest for me personally of the season. Um, I don't know. The first episode kind of still, to me, is kind of the weaker point. This is, I would say, probably down there somewhere. This mostly just felt like filler to me, to be honest. It did. Like, it, it was like more a- about point A to point B. Yeah, it... <sighs> It was kind of a slow episode, but also just ended very quickly because nothing really happened. And I hate to say that because that's always the complaint with The Walking Dead. Nothing ever happens. Yeah. But it was like, here's... It's, it's a complaint that's often given to a show that unfortunately sometimes proves that complaint right. Yeah. Like, it's not like people were necessarily wrong about season two. They just use that as a scapegoat for everything regarding the show. And, yeah, definitely. Um, but it felt like the things that happened really could have been handled in like a 10-minute scene that were stretched out to the entire length of the episode. Yeah. I'll tell you what I liked about the episode, though, which is kind of what its statement was in terms of reinforcing what this half of the season is supposed to be, which is I think the first half of the season, as we had discussed it in earlier episodes, was you – can never go back and then this is if you have no hope what is what's like how is life worth living yeah it's sort of that question and i think that was the best way that it was exemplified so far is in the scene with glenn where abraham is trying to get him to stay and just talks to him really logically and sensically about the fact that maggie is most likely dead and he just doesn't listen and gets really angry and bitter about it, even though he, you can kind of tell he knows there's a chance Abraham is right, and he's just in extreme denial. Yeah. So it's about the idea of hope being preserved, which I actually really like, because that's something that's never actually been directly addressed in The Walking Dead. Like, they've always been kind of moving too fast for that to ever, like, sit down and let that fester. Yeah, I like the like the through lines that's going on in the uh, second half of the season with that. Like, that even said, with, like that said, it's like as much as I do like that, 
That was about the only scene that dealt with that. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, you know, uh, Abraham wanting to go to D.C. and everything was his well, yeah. kind I of mean, hope for continuing to bother to live and things like that. Yeah, I think, like, the whole Abraham, Glenn, Tara, you know, Rosita and Eugene aspect of the episode was really what the episode should have focused on, I think. Yeah. And then the other stuff is like, I don't, I'm not saying that should have been skipped because I think that was necessary, at least for in some way to acknowledge that Michonne had like a kid and to have her bonding with uh, Carl. The Rick stuff, not, it, it just kind of felt like they were figuring out ways for him to do things. Yeah, it just felt like stuff for Rick to do. I mean, I guess they were trying to, they kind of tacked on like Rick not wanting to go or move or do anything. And now he's kind of being forced to go. But it still felt like tack. He spent the entire episode under a goddamn bed. Yeah. But the episode overall, which well, it was funny, but we'll get to that. Yeah. The episode overall was, A, I don't think it was really that well directed, ultimately. There was some nice stuff, but ultimately I thought the direction was a little... I, I liked everything in the house being from Rick's point of view, pretty much. Like, we never really saw anybody, and we just heard sounds. I thought that was good, but I thought the directing was a little... Not up to not up to snuff of some previous episodes that were insanely well-directed. I didn't really notice that, but I can't really argue with you either, because it's just something where it's like... I didn't notice it, but at the same time, I didn't notice whether you're right or not. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'll take your word for it. It was just kind of plain to me. I, I think... It, I don't think it would have stood out as much, but quite frankly, the writing was kind of weak. Yeah, the writing is where I take the most issue with because there was some okayish stuff in this season, which is very odd in terms of the trajectory. It was, first of all, I think it was kind of a mistake to just have a follow up episode where all we do is follow Michonne and Carl around in the same remote area essentially, while Rick is stuck in one house, and then Glenn is stuck in one location with Abraham when they stopped the truck. There, there wasn't a good pacing to anything. Like, it felt like, oh, I forgot Rick was still under a bed, because that was like 20 minutes ago. Well, think of, like, where everything began and ended in the last few episodes, and think of where everything began and ended in this one. They didn't really end up anywhere. Like, they were pushed in a direction, but... That was it. Like, you saw the push. You didn't see the actual result. And there's also, like, you know, Michonne and Carl saying they should head back, and then they don't arrive at the house to like, the, the last, like, two minutes of the episode. But they left, like, 15 minutes before. Yeah. It's just, like, weird timing stuff that's off. You know, uh, I mean, half they can see the episode is Rick underneath the bed waiting for somebody to fall asleep twice. It's just... It's weird. Like suddenly, oh, we're back here with. And also, the stuff with Rick under the with Rick under the bed was just kind of confusing, and not in like a way where like the flashback with Michonne was confusing because that was a good sort of um, just sleight of hand type thing. This yeah. was more of I don't know what's happening, and this is really taking up a lot of time. Yeah, it, like it was tense, but I. Would have been okay with just it being Carl Michonne, better ridden, but, you know, Glenn and Abraham and all that. Like, the Glenn and Abraham stuff felt like it was a scene that took place over the span of ten minutes, but was somehow just peppered throughout the entire episode. 
like there was a this episode had a lot of circular talk to extend things. Yeah. Which was some of the worst stuff that The Walking Dead had done in the past with people just saying the same things back and forth to each other a lot. And this episode kind of felt like that. And there was a lot of forced dialogue or unnatural dialogue. The entire uh, serial scene in the beginning with Michonne and Carl that was about soy milk. And, and this was one of Chandler Riggs not great performances. This is maybe a little bit more of season two Chandler Riggs poking out. And he's, I have say he's been very good this season so far. Uh, but that whole weird forced thing, bringing up Judith's formula suddenly and him not realizing, then storming out was like, this is really unnatural. Yeah, like, it seems like that was more of like fan fiction writing. Yeah. It just wasn't there. The writing in this episode was just weak. Like even when, um, like even uh, when Bichon revealed that she had a son, and then Carl immediately goes, "Did you have any more? Were you married?" Like just a lot of like really like, "Whoa, step back, dude." And I'm, I kept expecting Michonne to have like a reaction like that, like she usually would, where she would make it very clear that she doesn't want to answer any of that in sort of like in an angry way. Whereas like she did that, but it was more of like she just it felt off for her character to me like it, it felt like to me this was the one time where it, it's okay for her to be standoffish because that's such a personal thing yeah well i like i like the game she made out of it and that she's trying to you know reach and comfort carl by giving her information so she can finally also tell somebody about something but it was i think it was just also the way they wrote carl in this but also uh, the way they had Michonne expel the information was very weird and kind of stilted in some places. Like, it just the dialogue in the episode was not – just didn't jive very well. A lot of times it felt very forced. Except like, for Abrahams. Except for Abrahams, I will say. Abrahams is great, but it's like, like even uh, in an Abraham, it wasn't Abraham's dialogue, but it's like – it was like uh, when Tara's walking next to Abraham and trying to figure out, like, what it – the, the – cliche like what is your thing in all this scene which i can't believe someone wrote on the show at this point because it's always such a bad scene to put in there like what's your point in all of this even though it's pretty clear that he wants to save the world so i'm not really sure why she was asking that question and she brings up like and rosita clearly loves you and she'll follow you anywhere it's like what we rosita's had like two lines she hasn't yeah. done anything. Like this is you're telling us, you're not showing us. Like where are you get where are we getting this information from? Like that like that sums up the writing problems of this episode, I think, in a lot of ways. And it's sad to see that cuz I thought the show was kind of past that kind of writing at this point. But you can kind of see it to creep up as little eh, it makes me feel a little oogie. Um, it doesn't really make me feel like that because I'm used to that in just TV in general, where even the best shows will go back to notoriously dubious writing at times. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of one of those odd picks out of the litter. I don't think it's going to continue as far as that goes. Um, but I do feel like this was kind of, honestly, probably an unneeded episode. It was something that tackled scenes that could have been in, like, the next episode, and just very briefly. Yeah, I think there was probably a better way to go about a lot of it, 
honestly, I think you know, it maybe- also felt one thing that also was kind of wrong with those. Uh, I felt like it wanted to focus on Abraham and Rosita and Eugene and their introduction. And then everything else was afterthought. But the problem is they made the afterthought stuff the forefront. Yeah. Which is, I felt was odd even watching it because like, I, it's not that I'm disinterested in any of these characters. It's that the episode wants me to care about certain characters. It's not so much. I want to care about certain characters. The episode clearly wants to focus on Abraham and that whole plot line. And it's almost like, oh, well, we got to take care of these other characters, too. We have and brick underneath the bed. F- yeah, and I do feel like it's kind of worrying that the next episode seems to be like Daryl and Beth come across one place and they're overrun by zombies. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I, I mean, not to say that that's definitely what's going to happen because there have been some very misleading promos. It may be one of the best of the season. Who knows? But. After this episode, it is kind of, like, unnerving where you kind of wonder, like, okay, are they continuing this, and do we just have to wait until they're back on the road for them to be characters again? Yeah. I, I think the Rick stuff could have been done a much better way. It just Well, let's let's talk about the um, the way we perceived it. Oh, uh, well, at first, when, we're, when we, there was all the commotion and Rick was sleeping... I thought Rick was having a dream, especially because I thought one of the characters sounded like him. And I don't know if you were supposed to think that at first. So I thought he was having a dream and was waking up, and I, <laughs> I thought it was Rick remembering the time he committed a hate crime. <laughs> I was like, wow, this show is going to go dark with Rick. Like, he, he was a cop once, some shit went down. Which I think actually would have been kind of interesting now that the episode's over. Like, honestly, in that uh, seriously... I do think that would have been interesting to introduce as a wrinkle to Rick's character because it's not like he's above that kind of thing. He's got a very dark side. That is true. Like he's half crazy. He could have easily been like picturing all those people in that house. Like I, that's what I thought the entire time was that it was just Rick going back to mid season three Rick, where he's seeing and hearing stuff that aren't isn't there. For why I thought he was hallucinating. Like I thought at one point he would pick up another phone, <laughs> but then it turned out to be real, and I was like, okay, well, where is this going? Then it ended. Okay, that was weird and pointless. Yeah, Why was he under a bed so long? Like way fucking long. And it's like, well, that person falls asleep and he was about to leave, but another person comes up, throws that guy off the bed, then goes to sleep on the bed, and he has to wait again. Like the it's, bathroom fight was awesome. Yeah, he had to kill a dude. It feels like there's uh, like this felt like it was backtracking with Rick's character some, and him like not wanting to go to action. Like I don't even know what the point of it was really fully. It was just I thought we were kind of past this kind of stuff with Rick. I thought Rick wanted to move on. Also, the idea of this house being inhabited is it me or did that feel a bit weird? Like at this point to introduce that? How so? Because it feels like when they got to the house, like it was very very clearly abandoned. Well, I think it was. I think these guys just showed up and took it over. Thought uh, it was empty. Uh, I thought, like, uh, for some reason, I thought maybe it was like their safe house and they had accidentally taken it over, and that's what the they were relaying. Of course, Rick and Bichonne and Carl left all their shit in there. Well, you know, even though there's, even though the guy Rick killed reanimated, so they could have still gone in there and got all their shit. But whatever. 
not like when they leave supplies behind. It just seems stupid. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure all they have was pudding. Well, you know, diarrhea. But, yeah, I just – some of the writing with that and, like, even um, – it's like when the – you know, they they couldn't use the truck anymore and then, you know, Glenn and Tara start leaving and then she's like, well, we have nowhere else to go. Let's follow them. It just felt, like, really forced and, like, you could have come up with a better reason for them to go with Glenn and Tara. Well – to be fair, I think Eugene actually came up with a better reason, which was we'll follow them, we'll find another car, and then we'll be back on our way. Yeah, it just seems like Abraham would have been like, well, let's just go down the road we were walking. I guess that's true, but at the it just, same time. It just felt like it, like I knew it had to happen, but it just felt like yeah, there was probably a better way to go about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a, a smoother transition into those two things converging. And I'm going with Glenn. Though I did like Eugene's whole "I'm smarter than you" thing. Yeah, and I I love the fact that the truck uh, lost gas because the, of the best line in the entire episode. <laughs> Son of a dick! <laughs> Abraham's entire camel story was great. Abraham is awesome. Abraham is like I. Walking Dead is really great at establishing characters from the comics when they come on. Have you ever noticed that, like, there's no real character who's been introduced that's, like, well, he kind of sucks. <laughs> that is true. Like, they did this with the governor. Uh, they did this with, you know, the whole Green family. And now that they've gone with Abraham, and he just feels like Abraham in the comics. He feels like an army veteran. And I'm glad that they didn't make him, like, just an all-in-out villain. I think yeah. that would have been too easy. As we discussed, we were really worried about the whole, like, he's going to be so overly confrontational. Yeah. And, but he wasn't. This, no, he was actually very reasonable, and I like the fact that it was Glenn who actually started the fight between them. Yeah. And I, and I like the fact that as soon as he started the fight, Abraham just went into, like, a drunken redneck rage. <laughs> also, the guy playing Eugene is clearly trying to just be Danny McBride. Like, even his posture is Danny McBride-like. Uh, even though Eugene didn't really say very much, uh, it was still good. Also, Rosita. Midriff Queen. Rosita has one of the best... Um, everything. Just yeah. Around everything. Everything. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Also, our fears were kind of put to rest. It, they are heading to D.C. Yeah. So, I guess uh, Terminus is really just... Stopover, I guess. Yeah, a stopover, and like I'm, I'm wondering if like the Alexandria stuff is even going to come in, where maybe DC is going to be used for another purpose. I don't know. I, I really see. don't know what. The, it's really hard to tell what they're planning at this point. I, I assume there's since they bring up DC, I assume they're still going to head to Alexandria, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that wouldn't be to like next season or something. Yeah, Terminus will probably fill out the rest of the season. This is when they can introduce the game. Exactly. Though I am curious, they are pushing the word sanctuary a lot with Terminus. Oh. It's curious to me, but probably coincidence. For all we know, it's like Terminus could be something that lasts one episode. Yeah. We don't know what it is, I mean. Yeah. For all we know, they get there and it's burned down to the ground. Yeah, I'm curious to find out what it is, because they're really building it up. At this point, we're in, like, episode, this is the third episode of the second half. So next week is the middle of the half, so be interesting. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about the entire episode at this point, and we didn't even really say much. That's kind of not a lot telling of how empty that is. Yeah, it's like it was an okay episode. I liked. There was some stuff I liked. I like Abraham and like that whole bit. Uh, I liked a lot of that, but it was just some of the writing just was just wasn't very good. You know, just a lot of uh, telling, not showing, not a lot of natural dialogue. Just it doesn't necessarily need to be like natural dialogue, but just it's clunky stuff, you know. Dialogue on this season, like it's been some of the best it's ever been. Like the writing in general has been some of the best it's ever been. So this is probably not the time to be doing that. Yeah, it's it's like for me, it was like wow, we were almost done with the season before we got one of these. Yeah, which is a good thing to be fair. Yeah, I mean it's it's great. We you know I love I love The Walking Dead, but it's usually more full of these kind of episodes than anything else. Yeah, writing wise, like writing quality wise. So it's I think that's what's kind of disappointing. It's like I was really hoping, but this new season they were kind of trimming that kind of fat away, and we weren't really getting this kind of thing anymore. You know, as much as I hate to say it, I think one of the best parts. Or the, one of the best decisions that I could have made from last season that carried over to this one is killing off Andrea. Because you just know she would have been the focal point of all this kind of writing. Yeah. I mean, that was... I love season three, but... and Season, I love, three, season three is my favorite season of anything. I still hate it, Andrea, in that. Yeah, which sucks, because Andrea is a great character. On the comics, yeah. Yeah, but even like when you look back at season two, she was building to be that character, and it was just all thrown away. And it was pretty much all that bad writing was focused on her. So it's, like I said, I, I wish she didn't die and they could have fixed her, but, I mean, it was just all... Knowing the history, like knowing the history of where she had been handled, it just feels like it's probably better she was, she's dead. It's like Lori, you know, dying of being in season three. It's like after season two, there was no returning for that character. Which is a shame, I think, because, like, really, I think if she had, like, if they had extended that, that would have even been, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, sometimes I go back and forth on that. I really actually liked Lori's death in the show, maybe even a little more in the, than in the comics, because it was less expected or gratuitous or, like, any number of things. Yeah. But... Anyway, like this, we're so stretched and starved for things to talk about this episode that we're talking about Lori. Yeah, it's saying a lot. I didn't think it was a bad episode. I think a lot of things that happened in it were good. Um, maybe maybe some more in theory. Like I liked Michonne also finding like the children's room. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like, that was a stark image. I was going to bring up that scene earlier because that was actually the best scene in the entire episode. I think that Abraham had the best line. That was the best scene. Yeah. Because there was something just insanely disturbing about the way those corpses were presented. And they're not walkers. They're just corpses. Yeah. Which which is something I don't think I've ever seen on The Walking Dead in terms of, like, they don't just look like walkers who aren't moving. Uh, I think it's happened a couple times, like in cars and stuff. Um, and then some corpses that I think Rick found the pilot. Though, I, I did like it this time there was actually a clear head wound on the dead people. A lot of times you see dead people like in cars, like they're corpses, but they have no head wound, so it's like, why didn't they reanimate? I think they finally f- figured, like, oh yeah, we should actually like show that why they're not zombies. 
And clearly, you know, everybody shot, you know, everybody killed, someone killed everybody and then shot themselves. It's like a suicide uh, pact thing. That entire, that, was, scene, that entire scene was masterful in terms of... The sheer amount of dead children in one scene. Uh, it was stark. Uh, and it was kind of followed up by some uh, semi-well-handled handled dialogue between Carl and Michonne. Yeah, but then it kind of just went back to, oh, yeah, Rick's still under the bed. Yeah, I think Rick literally was still under the bed. Yeah, he was. It, that was the next scene, I remember that, because I was like, wait, wait he's still under there? <laughs> They haven't resolved this. It was like, and a lot of convenient stuff in that scene. Like, did the guy have to go and bounce the ball directly next to Rick for no apparent reason? Like, that was weird. Like, why did that guy choose to walk to that particular corner, bounce the ball for 30 seconds, and walk away? Like, I get it. It's not real, but come on. Yeah. Don't, don't build so much fake tension. I did like uh, Eugene not being able to shoot a gun, but playing it off like he could. Yeah, I there was that whole scene. I think actually kind of worked in terms of just the whole the walkers coming out of the cornfield. He's trying to shout to them, but they're too busy fighting, so he just he it's the only thing he can do. Yeah, I just like how he's shooting the gun at just everything, but he's still holding it like he's a badass, <laughs> even though he can't aim for shit. I thought that was pretty amusing. Then coupled with the camel story. <laughs> Let's see, I like how Eugene, Abraham, and Rosita are the most comic booky characters on the show ever, despite the governor and Michonne. Who, and by the way, I just love the fact that Abraham keeps introducing himself as Sergeant Abraham Ford. <laughs> like, I love the, the way the actor says it, for one thing, and I, I just love the fact that it's just, it's almost like Colonel Guile or something. He looks like Colonel Guile. I, I just like how Abraham is aware of how badass he is. Yeah. And Eugene is aware of I can't how wait. almost cool he is. I really can't wait until we get the scenes with Rick, Michonne, Tyrese, Abraham, like all of the comic book mainstays together, because those have been some of like the most awe-inspiring moments of the show, where it's like they're together and they're doing things. Like I kind of get that moment where... Michonne, Rick, and Carl were looking at the sign, and I, it just suddenly hit me. It's like, oh, yeah, Rick and Michonne do interact a lot in this. Like, it, they haven't done it much in this season, but, like, it's it's kind of always cool to see that because it makes it seem more authentic than the comics. Like the Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers of zombies. So Marvel zombies. Oh, God. Ugh. I want that to be season seven. <laughs> Kirkman would totally do it if he could. Kirkman would. They give him his money. Uh, anyway, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, once again, it's just kind of, to wrap it up, not a bad episode, just a disappointing one, and very rattled with weak writing and pointless, pointless scenes, coupled with strange pacing issues. Yeah. And just overall, could have been better. I hate to be so negative, but... Well, that was the episode. I, it was just kind of there. It was like, well, that's over with now. I don't think we would be as negative if it weren't for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I think I think the rest of the season being so good kind of highlighted the problems of the episode even more, and the kind of problems The Walking Dead where's, has had in the past even more. Whereas, like, with season three, I was never really mad at an episode. Maybe yeah. there was, like, 
one of the entire season where I was like, ah, this is frustrating. Andre sleeping with the over? I couldn't really complain because it was Lori Holden. Holden's ass. Yes, yeah. that is correct. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. I'm going to be thinking about that for the rest of the evening. Um, All right. We better wrap this up then. We should. Anyway, we've been talking about Claimed, the newest episode of The Walking Dead. I've been Mike. I've been a B. An R.I.P.T. dog. Shane was right. Right. <laughs>